Hi, this is Chris, host of A Couple of Drips. Just before we start, I wanted to say a quick word about our subscribers' memberships. If you'd like to help support future episodes, you can subscribe to the show for a few pounds a month. This will help fund production, coffee and guest expenses. Simply click on the support button in the episode description. Cheers and enjoy the show. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Settle in and turn it up. It's time for a couple of drips. Coffee, conversation, and occasional quips. Here's your host, Chris Green. Hello and welcome to a, another episode of A Couple of Drips. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. It's great to have you here. Ah, it's been a nice couple of weeks, I have to say, with Record Store Day and uh, the beautiful sunshine we're having. We're, we're recording this in April. Uh, so, um, is it April? Is it May? Um, I'm not sure. What is it? Is it is it April or um, May? Uh, yeah, we're still yeah, we're still, still April. Yeah, still April. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. a few days from the end of April. I don't know where I am. Who am I? What am I doing? <laughs> You're not my daughter. Um, yeah, so, um, but uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, I'd also just like to, uh, before I introduce today's guest. Uh, who's already spoken so uh, that's the running order gone out the window altogether <laughs> but uh, before i introduce today's guest uh just thanks to everyone who's um we set up the coffee the kofi page last month and we've also moved our hosting from anchor to acast and doing that obviously that was quite complicated so i'd like to thank the people at both anchor and acast because they were both brilliant at helping us do that but also now, um, if you would like to, we've now got a support us button on Acast. Um, basically, if you go to you go to our page on Acast or any of the players that you play it in, if you play it in Audible, if you play it in Podcast Addict, if you play it in Spotify, Deezer, etc., they all have a support us button. And we've currently only got one tier on there, which is just £5 a month. But I'm hoping at some point to put extra tiers on there where there'll be members-only bonus material. But I've just kept it basic at the moment. If you can afford it, um, it helps support the episode. It helps uh, pay expenses for guests. It helps buy the coffee. It helps keep the equipment in good order, um, pay travel expenses, things like that. Um, if you can't afford it, don't worry. We we love you just for listening anyway, so that's great. So enough of me waffling. I'm going to introduce today's guest, who's a, a lovely chap that I've not known very long, actually, but uh, met through my mutual friend from episode uh, one of season two, Jamie Summerfield. 
and uh, we've we've become very good friends. We've found we've got an awful lot in common, and he's a super interesting chap. Please uh, welcome to the show, Mr. Dave Deakin. Hello, Dave. Hello, Chris. And How are you, sir? Very well, thank you. Yourself? I'm very good. I'm resisted the urge to go Dave Deakin, Dozy Beaky <laughs> McIntyre, but I've just done it now, so that's absolutely ruined it's it. It's out of so, your system now, isn't it? So, yeah, it's yeah, out of my yeah. system. How are you, sir? And more to the point, where were you on Record Store Day? Very well. Uh <laughs> Record store day. Um, you weren't there. Your absence was was sorely noticed. <laughs> uh, well, it is Saturday morning. I, I have the insane idea of uh, getting up with my wife, and we do uh, like a, a boot camp. Oh, I'll, right. I'll okay. Little, this little, is interesting. Yeah, uh, your young lady in question, I'll do a little plug for her. Yeah. Um, called Natalie Gibson. Right. Uh, AKA the Nag. I'll have her details and I'll put them in the episode description. Yeah, she's. Uh, Fantastic. Um, obviously, Nat used to work at um, Stone Leisure Centre. Right, okay. Um, and she was a, a PT and also used to do classes there. Nice. And then she went self-employed. Brilliant. And just at the time when the pandemic started. Yeah. But bless her, um, very quickly she adapted to do classes on Zoom. Nice. And personally, myself and my wife... That's brilliant. I think it's something I should definitely get into because I've put on about um, two people. Over <laughs> lockdown, so yeah, <laughs> she's she's fantastic, and and what I I love about her is enthusiasm. Yeah, and there's so no. What, what sort of thing do you do? Is it is it is it just intense workout or, she's, or spinning um, or, or a bit bit of everything? She or? does all sorts. So on on a Saturday morning, it's called uh, Nag Camp. So it's literally <laughs> I like that um, on Stone Hockey Club. There's yeah. some uh, ground just to your right. Yeah. So all weathers and conditions. There's no exception. It goes ahead no matter nice, what. Nice. Um, and you get there. Um, I think it's something like I think five pound or four pound. Last, lasts an hour. Wow. Um, and then she takes you through an all over. Can't get anything for five pounds an hour nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> but I would thoroughly recommend it. Nice. And anybody, anybody, welcome. No matter what your fitness level. Um, she's very good. <laughs> it's at, a yeah. good. I'm thinking <laughs> this is a good job. Yeah. <laughs> but she was she was brilliant. She um, obviously through the pandemic um, helped my mental health and my wife's with the Zoom classes. Massively, yeah. And then what happened? Why she was doing that? She came up with the idea. Apparently, she'd been wanting to do it for years. Yeah. Um, she broke away from Stone Leisure. Yeah. Uh, went completely solo, and uh, Nag Camp's become a fantastic success now. Every Saturday morning. That so, sounds fantastic. I will look into that. I mean, Kelly and I keep saying that we're going to go down to use the uh, facilities down there, use the pool and that, because she's big into swimming kind of thing, and, and I'm big. Full stop. And <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I, but I think that's definitely something we should explore. But you say she started off in Zoom, and obviously the, the, the whole mental health thing during lockdown, the, the, the Zoom thing was getting people to exercise. I think it probably saved a lot of people there and just and just having some contact with other people as well. Do you you, you find that really helped? Oh, f- amazingly so. Mm. And I think what she started doing is she gets up at six o'clock every morning wow. and goes for a morning walk, but she posts it on Facebook. Brilliant. So she'll talk about every subject under the sun yeah. while she's on a morning walk. Awesome. Um, and, and also, it's very good on. What the, a great idea! <laughs> yeah, and I, I think turning she, your uh, own exercise into something to help other people, you know. And she's very infectious. Uh, yeah. and, and what she's what she's all about is it's yeah. about it's not just you're going to go there and turn into Rocky Balboa. Yeah, it's all about you enjoying it, a lifestyle change, feeling good about yourself. Yeah, and if you're a gentleman of our certain age, is that the best mm. way to describe us? 
Yeah, just, you know. I'm 25. <laughs> Times two. Times two, yeah. 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 <laughs> and obviously, you, you've sort of starting to have one eye over the shoulder now as you get older. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's, I find it quite important because mm. obviously I enjoy walking. Uh, doing this is a big, big help. You know, yeah. gone are the days where I'm attempting to look like, you know, the sixth member of Take That, you know, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Not that I could have tried. <laughs> Not the fifth member of Dave Deakin, Dozy Deakin. <laughs> yeah. Into. Um, yeah, so um, just just moving in aside from there, I noticed some of the way you pronounced your words during that. Where are you originally from, Dave? I'm a bit of a, a strange one, obviously. Uh, born in Portsmouth. Oh, okay. Um, literally on the on the quayside. My uh, my dad was. Is that where the Mary Rose is? It is. Yes. Yeah. I, I shamely say I, I left there when I have two, and I've I've only right. briefly yeah. been back with I, with the football. I am obsessed with the Mary Rose because when we were at school, wonderf- wonderfully, we had a great history teacher who had quite a lot of pull, and when they were uh, when they were bringing the Mary Rose up, uh, we just sat in the, the assembly room and the, the gym. I think it would have been. And we we just watched the raising of it. So for about three or four days, because it took them a while to get it up, and then the thing broke as they were pulling it up. But for about three or four days, we we just sat in the hall watching them bringing <laughs> this thing up. So, and and then for about probably, it felt like a year, but it was probably about a month. We had lessons on the Mary Rose from then. So like I've st- and I've still disgracefully not been down to see it. So uh, I need to get that sorted. But yeah. So where did you move after? So obviously, um, with my when my brother was born, mm. um, my dad was um, submariner. So oh, he, brilliant! He was, he was away from home for long yeah. stretches. So I think um, had my dad had his choice, he would have stayed in the navy. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I think at that point, yeah, um, family life. So uh, we then moved back to Cheltenham, which is where um, my mum's from. Oh, okay. And then I think when I was seven, I think six or seven, we come back to Stafford. Yeah. And then, obviously, I've been there up until very nice five years ago, and then Submariner. That's that's a hell of a job. Oh, it's just a one bit, of those yeah. things that I think I'd either love it or hate it. Either the clo- the, the the claustrophobia would get to me, or it'd just be absolutely amazing. You know, I've got a friend who's she'd just been on the program Warships actually, and she she absolutely loves it. You know, but uh, I don't know if the claustrophobia gets me. But then I watch like the Spy Who Loved Me. And the submarine bits, the best thing in that film. That, I, I mean, I absolutely love that, you know, but uh, yeah. I, th- I think a good one to watch would be um, Das Boot. I don't oh, know if great. Yeah. Das Boot, yeah, the original German yeah. one. Yeah, no, I've seen that. What's the one with the submarine with the nuclear reactor leak as well that's got Harrison Ford in it? Oh, U172 um, or something. Yes. Or, or some, something yeah. like that, anyway. That's great. My dad used to build model submarines, by the oh, way. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I'll I'll bore you about that off off <laughs> off air at some point, but uh, yeah, no, that's fascinating, brilliant. Well, I think we should probably have a look at the coffee, shouldn't we, really? So let's let's play the daft new ident. All together now. It grows on a vine and it's it's better than tea. And my <laughs> my girlfriend Kelly only drinks tea. She doesn't drink coffee at all. And when I first did that ident, 
the original idea was to have her on the end going, no, it fucking isn't. But <laughs> she didn't want to do it. So she's like, if my mom hears me swearing, I'll be in trouble. So I never did it. But yeah, so um, love making my daft items. So <clears throat> what are we drinking, Dave? Today, courtesy of the bear, we are drinking uh, Kinini. Have I just pronounced that right? I think that sounds right, yes. yeah. yeah. And which is from Rolindo in Rwanda. Oh, Rwandan. Rwanda makes some amazing coffees. I should just say from the bear. Um, that's It's not some bear that's going, you want to buy any coffee, guys? Um, that bear is um, a coffee chain that I think is in Utoxeter, Derby. I think there's two in Derby um, and Stone. I apologise if there's any other um, branches anywhere else, but um, we're recording this in Stone in Staffordshire, and it's kind of our local haunt, isn't it, really? We go there for oh. breakfast uh, now and again. But they do this. They over the over the past, oh, probably the past twelve months, um, Bear has sort of changed their because they do all the regular. They do the cappuccino, the espresso, the the flat white, etc. But over the past twelve months, they've sort of had an artisan coffee on the menu. But they've sort of changed it. It was an Aeropress to start off with, and then I think it was a V sixty, and now they just call it their adventure coffee, yes. don't they? Yes. Uh, or, or something like that, or their their uh, hand brew. Hand I think brew. they're calling hand it brew. now hand yeah. brew. Adventure was the name of the last coffee, but they're calling it their hand brew, and and basically it's made in a Hario V60. Um, but they changed the coffee from month to month, and we had last month's coffee, uh, which was an Araku, which was an Indian, and that that was remarkable. Um, this one, uh, well, what what do you think, Dave? What do you think of this Rwandan? Again. Um very nice but my favorite um since i've been drinking coffee in the bear has to be last month's the how do we pronounce it again just in slip um, oh, it, it was araku but i just called it their adventure coffee because that's that's all i knew it was but that was that was um indian um indian sumatra and those kind of things and a lot of coffee comes from south america or africa and up until a few years ago, if you said like an Indian coffee or something from that continent, that side of the globe, um, it wouldn't have been a very good coffee. Basically, the the uh, a lot of the coffees that came from there were cheap, and they were things that were used in instant coffee and mixed in with other things to bulk it out. And recently, there have been some um, better coffee beans better growing out there better conditions kind of thing but just better quality control and i have to say now if you see like a sumatran an indian or anything if if you see it being sold as a single source it's gonna be pretty good i mean it's it's very rare now to get a bad one um and i mean so this is this is very nice but i think i agree i think i preferred last month's yeah. the, the the indian one I think uh, what sold me on last month's was uh, when it was described. It's very boozy. It was quite boozy, yeah. actually. It, it, it had like felt, a fermented, yeah. fermented taste, fermented flavour to yeah. it. Yeah, it was it was very nice. And I tried brewing it every which way. <laughs> you know, I tried an Aeropress, tried a Chemex or whatever, and I, I basically couldn't get a bad cup out of it. So I, uh, I have to say, this is today's my debut in Chris's flat, and I have to say. <laughs> Here we go. Here I, I we have, go. I have coffee envy. Um, <laughs> if you can imagine, like NASA, in the coffee making world, 
that's where we're at. I, I think um, I frequent many coffee houses in Stone, but I don't think they've got a patch on Chris's setup. Well, that's very kind of you to say. That's very kind of you to say. Um, yes, I need to stop buying coffee. Equipment, <laughs> or Kelly will kill me. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. So yeah, it's nice. It's um, it's it's a little bit heavier than than last month's. It's uh, this uh, this what canini canini. It's a little bit heavier than last month's. Um, it's a bourbon variety. It's washed. It's um, from an altitude of 1950 to 2200 meters above sea level. And uh, sweet, bright, and caramelized. Yeah, it's a, it's a heavier coffee. It's a slightly darker coffee, I think, than last month's. But uh, nice, nice mouthfeel, nice. I would imagine this would be nice with like um, a chocolate brownie. Yes. Oh, yes. Or as I often have when I go into Bear. Um, those insane cinnamon swirls that oh, they have, you yes. know, they, those are. Uh, well, let's just think about that for a second. <laughs> I, I, I can I can say last time I met with Chris and Jamie for for coffee, I had the misfortune of having my uh, low fat. Um, oh yes, natural yogurt before I, I left remember. the house. Yeah, uh, and then obviously I you sat were too down, full, too full, too full, uh, and then I had massive envy of Chris's. Uh, almond box, you box, you box looked swirl. You, you, cinnamon swirl cinnamon, cinnamon swirl, swirl. Yeah. you looked at my pastry with envy yeah, <laughs> you did. did terrible yeah yeah yogurt will fill you up that's the thing yeah yeah it, it, it was the size of your pastry as well it, 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 it was it was it fantastic. was uh, and you didn't have anything and i looked at him and thought how dare he how dare he <laughs> Let's move on from that. Anyway, so one of the things, talking about my kitchen, oh, nice segue, talking about my kitchen and uh, your arrival here and looking around and that, you noticed uh, that we both avidly collect fridge magnets. Oh, yes. Um, what what started you collecting the fridge magnets, uh, Dave? Many moons And why ago. do you collect them? Why, why, collect why would grown magnets? men? Yeah. <laughs> why would grown men collect fridge magnets? Bits of metal and yeah. Um, I, I have to say, I, I had a a paranoid thought the other day that I've got so many fridge magnets that mm. would the fridge stop working? Is there, is there a that's my my, my question? I'm gonna have to research now. Is there, is there a point where you can have too many fridge magnets on the fridge? Yeah, or is there a point where you surround the fridge with magnets and then if you put a tin inside the fridge, it'll <laughs> yeah. just stick to the inside of it? I don't know. I, I, I was kind of wondering that actually. You know, I think last time I had something with a bit of metal, it was stuck to the side and I couldn't remove it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'd never thought of that. <laughs> How many magnets is too many magnets? I'm, <laughs> I'm guessing now. I think, we, I think your wife would probably tell you. Yes, I'm, I'm starting to. Um, so we've got completely down the one side of the fridge, top to bottom. Yeah, um, and then probably half at the other side. Wow. So we're getting to the stage. Do you now have one where... of those magnetic IKEA boards as well? No, that's that's one thing. My sister's got two of those in the kitchen. I've got one in the kitchen. It's uh, yeah. When when you run out of fridge, get an IKEA magnetic board <laughs> because you just never stop. Then can you? So what was you? Can you remember what your first magnet? What well, that's a weird question, isn't it? But can you remember what? Start. I I guess you collect them for the memories, kind of thing. But, yeah, it uh, was um, something I went um, when I split for my ex-wife. Yeah. Um, guy i used to work with um and his brother and friend um they would travel um and what they were they were they were big england fans but what they would oh, do okay. rather than just go and watch the match mm. they would go somewhere for a week yeah. or 10 days mm-hmm. and the first thing they did whenever they got anywhere was they got a fridge magnet 
but also there was competition between the three of them to get the standout. So yeah. it's, it's one of these, you, you know, you can't just... I think my wife, God bless her, goes mad at me sometimes because not only have I got to find a fridge magnet, but it's yeah. got to be of a certain standard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Plenty of trawling through totally. gift shops and fat yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the, the, the two things they did was make sure they got a fridge magnet, yeah. place they were visiting, yeah. and also we had the second competition was yeah. scoring the toilets. Yeah. Sounds oh, a strange, okay. strange thing to do, but, you know. No, no, to be honest, I mean, uh, this comes from my, my gran, but um, I don't know whether it's an old person thing or whatever, but she uh, she would always go somewhere and she would go, very nice, clean toilets, <laughs> very nice, good toilets, <laughs> nice facilities. Or we'd go for a meal and she'd come back and she'd go, beautiful toilets or mm, toilets. <laughs> it's like these things are important, comfort away from home, you know. It's thing. it's massive. My 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 ten out. Of, I actually had a ten out of ten. Yeah. Um, we went to Chirino, um, oh. and we were having um, a few beers and a, a yeah. piazza. Yeah. And the local cafe. Um, obviously, I asked him if I could use the facilities. Mm-hmm. He give me. I think the key was the size of my arm. So I started thinking. He said, "Right, you need to go down to the end of the." That's a bit like New York. They give you this tiny little key. But they give you this yeah. on a massive <laughs> wooden thing, so you don't go and walk out the building with yeah. it. <laughs> and um, what it was, I went down and I opened this door. Yeah. And it was a bit like, can you imagine the the scene when Luke Skywalker is trying to rescue Han Solo in Return um, Return of the Jedi, and he, appro- oh, right, he approaches yeah. the door. Yeah. But that was the size of this door, and I wow. thought, but where are we going here? Yeah. So I went through. Yeah. And he'd give me really good directions. Well, next yeah. year, you know, I was in a courtyard and there was like, you know, uh, birds of paradise around the place. Wow. And basically, it was somebody's obviously home as well. Yeah. So at first, you know, you're thinking, yeah, my God. But then it, I led to like the Garden of Eden, yeah. where this toilet was. Yeah. And that today, that has not been beaten yet. Wow. That's, that's the, the, the 10 out of 10 moment. The end door of toilets. End door of toilets. <laughs> the end of end door. <laughs> There's a joke there, but I can't quite formulate it. Yeah. So what would what 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 did you score that toilet? Was that a, that got it a firm ten out of ten? And I thought you'd yeah. just given it a two. Two. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> oh, very good. That's very nice. Yeah, I can understand the rating toilets. I I'm not sure how we got from fridge magnets to that, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. When you when you get somewhere, that just find find the comfortable toilet, and uh, yeah, locate the quality fridge magnet, not the. Uh, oh. Yeah, because there are some bad ones. And I have today, on witnessing uh, Chris's kitchen, I have some massive fridge magnet envy. Uh, any one in particular? Oh, there, there is the one of the San Francisco tram, I think. Oh, yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah, um, there's, a, there's a couple of those. There's another tram one, which you missed, I think, actually, which I'll I'll show you later. But Brilliant, brilliant fridge magnets, which brings us to... Uh, one of the fridge magnets that you noticed was uh, the Ampleman from Berlin. Yeah, oh yes. Yeah, T- tell us about your experiences of Berlin. Obviously, um, the, the first time I went was a bit of a, a fraught experience. Um, we were basically friends. We were going to watch United play. And do you know what? I've forgotten the, the German team's name in the in the Champions League. Gladenbach and blah, blah, blah. We'd, we'd, <laughs> it, it's a place, a very small team, just outside Berlin. So we decided what we were going to do. We were going to go to Berlin. And yeah. We, and it was about a, an hour's train journey. Right. And obviously the friends I go with, I'm quite anal at being organised. Uh, yeah. 
So we'd met in a pub in Stafford and my friend was picking me up with his girlfriend and there was, there was two of us waiting in the pub for him. And you know when you look and think, we're flying from Stansted Airport, he's cutting this very close. But I'm not going to say anything because yep. he knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. So lo and behold, we get there and not only that as well, um, I made the misfortune of buying a brand new aftershave, which was 120 mil, not 100. So I'd confiscated on oh, me before I'd even used it. No. Only to get to the departure gate to find out we missed the flight by five minutes. So <laughs> I'm thinking we'd just go back home. Well, as it turned out, the supporters branch we were with really kindly uh, lent us the money to rebook the flight. Oh, wow. So we had to spend the night in a Volkswagen um, Golf <laughs> And I, I was in the back seat with... I thought you were going to say a Volkswagen camper van then, and that, sounded, <laughs> no, no, that's that didn't luxury. sound too bad, and then you went to Volkswagen Golf. Volkswagen oh. Golf, uh, very cold uh, November's night, yeah. in the back seat with a six-foot-four lad from Canuck. Wow. So, But we eventually got to Berlin the next day, and obviously the first experience, it was the Christmas markets. Oh, or, amazing. Or, yeah. Embarrassingly, as I asked a local, can you tell me where the German markets are, please? Yes, 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 yes. But um and straight away um yeah. I, I fell in love with it and yeah. I and all the places I've travelled to, yeah. I think Berlin yeah. still stand out. And I've been I think five times now. Yeah. Uh, and each time I go I discover something new. Brilliant. The place is absolutely Although fantastic. We, we we talked about actually that uh, you were uh, you haven't yet explored the record shops no 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 of uh, of berlin which are something that you should definitely check out uh, i was telling you earlier i was watching that video with um john darko who's a guy uh an audiophile an audio equipment reviewer that i follow on youtube and uh, darko audio and uh, i'll put a link in the uh, description and um he he goes around these various different <laughs> places, including this one, which is a guy who works full time. And then from about five o'clock, six o'clock in the evening, he just opens his front door and his front living room is a record shop, oh, wow. which is yeah. absolutely incredible, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's a lot of dance music, electronic EDM, as they call it, um, in um, Berlin, obviously, because coming out of this sort of uh, traditional craft work, tangerine dream, that kind of thing. So there's a lot of sort of... Um, a lot of kind of ambient, a lot of uh, dance and and that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, so um, what did you get from the Ample Man store? Um, I think I was finally dragged out by my wife. Um, so my, my collection ended with a um, one-foot uh, bathroom sponge. Of, and <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to work out now for Apple Man, we've got the green and the red. Are they different? Is the red guy got a different name? No, they're both called the Ample Man. Is it am- ample, man, a- ample man. What do I call the, him ample, um, man? ample man? Yeah, I should explain to listeners who don't know what the hell the ample man is. It's the strangely enough, it's the road crossing symbol, the walk and yeah. don't walk sign in Germany. But this guy's like a character with a with a, a pork pie hat. Yep, and um, he's huge to the extent that there is a shop called the Ample Man Shop. Yeah, where it's just merch for the Ample Man. He, he's a character. The nearest I can describe it, if if you Google Ampleman, or I'll put a link to the Ampleman shop on the description, actually, but if you've never seen the Ampleman, the nearest I can describe him to English listeners is if you remember the old Follow the Bear Hofmeister adverts. Yes. 
he's a bit like the Hoffmeister yeah. bear kind of. Thing. That's a good good description. Yeah, yeah but uh, yeah, I'll I'll put a link to the Ample Man shops in there because um yeah, it's um if you've never experienced it, it is. It I is I think if you wanted to de- describe because they say Berlin is like no other German city, yeah. and I think if you wanted to describe Berlin, to have such a love for the, you know, pedestrian crossing sign. Yeah. To, have to have its own department, its own shop. That that yeah. says it all. Yeah, yeah, you know, definitely. Fantastic. Definitely, definitely. So, um, I mean, you 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 went there. You went to the Ample Man shop. You didn't do the record shops, um, but uh, you are a massive fan of record shops, aren't you? Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Ever so slightly. I mean, I I still I'm not sure I've forgiven you for um, not coming to record store day in favour of doing exercises. I'm. I'm it's not so much forgive as I'm I, not sure I, I can get I my head around as well that. Is, I think I nearly got my um, very our very dear friend Jamie mm. in trouble as well because oh. um, Jamie texted me the night before saying is anything you want yeah. um, and obviously there was a very nice uh, Betty Harris um, who, we were both looking out for that for oh, you yeah. again um, I've come across it I listened to the Ratcliffe and McConey yeah. um, radio show oh, right, yeah. on a Saturday and Sunday morning, yeah. which yeah. is from 8 till 10 yeah. on Six Music. Nice. Fantastic. And they've been playing quite a bit of her stuff over nice. like, sort of the last year. Yeah, I think they only had one copy of that, actually. Well, it made it worse. Uh, Lauren Laverne, on the, the, the day before, actually mm. announced that this was coming out and announced oh. it was very rare. <laughs> so, not that, you know, you need any plug-in. Yeah, um, no, obviously, absolutely. Jamie, God bless, got in there. Picked got it, it up for, for me, but then nearly got his, nearly got lamped. <laughs> for for you know, really took one for the team. Apparently, that the fella behind had travelled over land and sea, especially for us. <laughs> I mean, that's a funny thing. Actually, I've got a story to relate about that because I mean, I love Record Store Day. I think it can cause problems because obviously, you know, things come out and um, I I always. It's a roller coaster of emotions for me, Record Store Day, because first of all, there's always things that you want. And I try and be very loyal to the local record store in Stonefish. But there are other record stores that I go to, and I think, well, shall I go to a different record store because they have a different selection and that? But, you know, you kind of want to be loyal. And some of the stuff you can get at record fairs and stuff, or, or <clears throat> dare I say it on eBay later on. Um, <laughs> But, I, you know, I always like to try and support the local record store shop. But obviously, they will order in a set number of things. Um, and they won't necessarily order everything, or they won't necessarily get everything they order as well. So I really wanted a load of the Morricone soundtracks. And Pete, uh, who runs Fish Records, hadn't got any of them in. Um, I don't know whether he didn't order them or whether they just didn't send any. And I know that some of them got put back until the June date because they've had um, pressing issues again. Um, but um, so I changed my list of things that I wanted to get. And I got a list of five things, including the Dire Straits Love Over Gold reissue, which I thought I'm not going to get. And I got down there at quarter past eight in the morning thinking he was opening at half eight, thinking this would be good. It was about seventeenth in the queue. <laughs> some some mad people had come down from Liverpool, and they'd been um, they they'd been queuing since five from in the Liverpool. morning from Liverpool. How come they just randomly I picked? I took you. 
<laughs> get in <laughs> trouble for that one. Um, I, I was about to say calm down, but I, I won't go. Calm down. <laughs> I don't know. I think they may have originally been from the area and they moved. But my mate Stu came down from Liverpool, actually. But just because it's kind of a camaraderie thing, we all like to go and go and do it sort of thing. And we all went for breakfast afterwards, which you missed yes. as well. Yes. No, no, um, I missed breakfast as but, well. But uh, anyway, <laughs> Stu paid for everyone as well. Call out to Stu Howarth, who's been on a previous episode. He bought everyone breakfast, bless him. I, I'm, uh, I'm now finding out why I was running around out of breath. Yeah. Getting battered into submission yeah. around a field. I could have been. You could have been getting battered records. by the guy whose record yeah. that you, you've got instead. Yeah, I could have been battering my bank balance again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we nearly managed to do that for you. We, we 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 have said before, and I think Chris will agree on this, mm. um, that what Pete at Fish Records, which I'll, I'll do a look, Chris has probably uh, given me a plug before, but I'd have yeah. to say, what a fantastic record shop! Amazing. Um, I yeah. think when he first opened up, he specialised in a lot of like what they call Americana, yeah, sort of folk. But I think he's yeah. since, since then he's branched out. Um, he's listened and, to people basically, yeah, which, which is what you should do if you were in a record shop. And he's shop. a really, really top guy, isn't yeah. he? Nice yeah. guy. He yeah. knows his stuff. Yeah, his prices are very, very fair. Yeah, yeah they know. are. Um, and I like to support local businesses yes, as well yeah. because when I first moved here, we saw loads. Businesses going going out of business in the high street, uh, and just everything turning into charity shops, and it was such a shame because Stone is such a beautiful high street. Um, but now it's nice to say, and you say, "Oh, we've got a record shop, we've got a new coffee shop," you know. Yeah, and it's nice I, I to support it's, those. It's, you know. it's, don't get me wrong; the, the internet is is fantastic. I think didn't, yeah. didn't David Bowie once quote that when the internet will bring out the best and the worst in the world, and he's probably yeah, probably think, quite right. Yeah. Well, equally as well, I think one of the beauties of Stone, and I don't want to tempt fate, I have a feel it's on the up again now with the bottom. I opening, think it is. I think clover. it is. Yeah. 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 And it's a nice, it's a very, very nice town. Yes. You know, and yep. I think there's nothing better, you know, on a yep. Saturday just to get up, have a stroll down the high street, yeah. somewhere nice to eat. Definitely. Go and buy a piece of vinyl. Definitely. You yeah. know, and yeah. I, I just like to see if, you know, if we can get a few more shops opening up. Yeah, definitely. Because what, what I don't want to do is end up um, where we just end up like in America, these ghost towns where everything is a, a retail park yeah. or a department store. We, yeah. You know, to be honest with you, internet's fantastic, but it's also nice to be yeah. able to physically go out and speak yeah, to You see that episode people. of The Simpsons where the, he goes in the shopping mall and everything is a Starbucks. <laughs> and he goes in the skateboarding shop or something. And he says, there, sorry, son, we're closing in five minutes. We're becoming a Starbucks. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. So anyway, just to jump back to my RSD story, we, um, so I thought there's, there's like 17 guys in the queue in front of me. And I thought there's no way I'm going to get this. And I had, I had an original list of about 12 or 13 things that I could potentially get. And the night before, Jamie sent me a PDF of what they'd actually got in stock. And they'd got one copy of the Dire Straits in. I wanted the Mel C album. They'd got one copy of that. They've got Scott Walker album. We'll come back to Scott Walker in a bit. I know you want to talk about Scott Walker. Um, and they'd got one copy of each of these. And I thought there's absolutely um, no way I'm going to get the Dire Straits because the guys in front of the queue, to, to be fair, you know, my age or older, a lot of them, and I thought that's it, the Dire Straits is gone. And lo and behold, I had five records on the list, four of which I knew from the list, the PDF the night before, that Peter had only got one copy of each. I got all five of them. 
Wow, couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I was like the Scott Walker I saw from the window. It was at the back. <laughs> it was the back of the right-hand side. And I literally walked in and I pushed past Jamie, even though Jamie was in front of me. I pushed past him <laughs> and I just went, grabbed the Scott Walker straight away because it was at the back. And I'm like, I'm having that now before anyone else gets their hands on it kind of thing. And then pretty much, I think, between the two of us, we both found your record at the same time. And so I went, that, that's the one Dave wants. <laughs> but, yeah. Chris, I have to thank Chris and Jamie because um, I've been unable to attend first thing. Um, I've been able to go later, but they've picked me up two gems, obviously the Betty Harris, and I'd recommend anybody out there give her a listen she's known mm. as the queen of new orleans soul um what bobby, was the one we got you last year bobby gentry bobby gentry i still want that album actually i'm gonna have to pick that up i, I said to pete i wanted that bobby gentry album um you, you got one left and p went yeah i had it <laughs> <laughs> my, i have to thank my wife steph um she we have a music night so if we're if we're not going out anywhere saturday night on goes youtube and obviously, we've both got very eclectic tastes, but Steph comes out with the, the Jedi every now and then. Uh, Nowhere. Nice. You'll just pick a song out of the blue that I've never heard of an artist, and Bobby nice. Gentry being one of the artists. Brilliant, brilliant. She's brought to the table, and you just think, wow, yeah, Ke- Kelly's, Kelly's very good with that as well. She's into musical uh, films, musical theatre, but she's a massive classical and opera fan as well. I can't really the opera but she's got me into a lot of classical stuff yeah. that I would not have listened to had she not introduced me to it but then again I play her stuff and some stuff she likes like I've got her into Father John Misty oh, wow. yeah. and John Grant and um, uh, Chic <laughs> which oh, she wouldn't have listened yeah. to we're going to see Chic in July oh, yeah. oh yes the, the, it was supposed to be last Sonara year but it, it was supposed to be last year but it got put back a year so uh, looking forward to that going to see them in Bristol hello anyone in Bristol say hi which you know which which, um, which venue are we going to? Oh, forgotten now. It's a big place. The oh, after Beacon or something. Shout or? out! Have you been to Bristol before? Many times. Fantastic. Yeah. Obviously, that's close to my heart. Cause my yeah. granddad's from Bristol. Yeah. Right. So um, oh, I used to have a girlfriend in Western Supermare, so I used to spend quite a lot of time in Bristol. Oh, Western so. Supermare. Yeah. That was my, West, my childhood holidays. Western Supermare. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. There are literally billions and billions of podcasts out there. So the chances of finding intelligent life amongst them are so infinitesimally small as to not even be worth looking. Could you then have stumbled onto the one podcast where intelligent life could exist? No. No, you haven't. (laughs) Mr. Brian Cox, though. So... (laughs) No, not really. Mr. Danny Davis doing Brian Cox. <laughs> so um what was your what was your first single and album that you bought then? Uh, Ooh, I can remember um I think I was nine. It was Christmas nineteen eighty. Yeah. And it was a uh, Madness Baggy Trousers on seventeenth single. Oh nice. Madness absolutely on vinyl. Along with can you remember the uh, obviously my parents weren't very weren't very uh, well off, so but fantastic um, the old turntable in a box. I think they've re-brought them back out recently, haven't they? Oh, like the Crosley type things. Yeah. yeah. So that was my, obviously, second-hand um, thing, but it was my very first turntable and my nice. very first piece of vinyl. Uh, and obviously, give us my first uh, delve into music. And um, 
at the time I'd have been nine, but my friends I hung around with were three or four years older. So they were big in the music. Uh-oh. And if you can remember late 70s, early 80s, everything had to be a theme. You were either a punk, a mod, yeah. a rockabilly. Massive mod revival, of course, oh, yeah, with yeah. specials and, and selector. And, and that was my, my first love. And yeah. um, there was I remember a lad lived down my street. He'd have been 16, and he was in the Stafford Scooter Club. Oh, and awesome. I can remember being nice. on my front gate one time, and it was like a scene from Quadrophenia. Nice. Um, about because where I lived in Birtling Road I had a very, very wide road, like a turning point. Yeah, I can remember about twenty scooters coming to pick him up. Brilliant. And I thought, this is, you know, and and the dress, the way they dressed, you know, the Harringtons, yeah. all the the loafers, the gear that went with it. Fantastic. And I think as well, um, myself and Chris recently went to the two tone. Um, it was an exhibition, exhibition in Coventry, yeah. wasn't it? It was absolutely amazing, I have to say. It was uh, there was loads of uh, guitars and instruments and stuff from there. There was loads of album covers. There was installations. They had people like Pauline Black talking uh, on video and stuff. It was really, really good. Wasn't and, it? and and I think it's a, a sums up Jerry Dammers really because yeah. um, if you think of the two tone label now, it's iconic. But if you look at it. Most bands probably, I think they went on the two tone tour, probably didn't ever release a pressing with under two tone. Yeah. And then other bands like the Beat only did one single, I think. Um, so the only band that actually sort of stuck with them was a selector. Yes. Who, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it sums up a lot of independent record labels at the time. Yeah. They, apart from probably Rough Trade, a lot of record labels made the misfortune of only signing somebody on a one record deal. Yeah. And then obviously that. Who was the really... I remember there was a really random release on Two-Tone, and I can't remember who it was now. It was See, Elvis Costello. Was it Elvis Costello? Yes, I, I remember yeah. there was a few odd ones where you think, wow, I wouldn't have thought they'd have You'd released have the, on there. you sort yeah. of like the obvious, where I, I think, obviously, Madness did the, the Prince. I think only one, one song. That's right, The Prince, yeah. Yeah, Madness. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the specials... Um, did both albums yeah. and obviously several singles probably were the most yeah between the, the specials and the selector they were probably the most what would you say um commercial oh uh, yeah probably i would made say the labels, so they yeah. made the label's name yeah yeah, and yeah then definitely outside of that like the beat um but that you had a thing there's a film which is called like my brains now dance dance craze i think oh, apologize to anybody listening but basically, it was a film about the, the two-tone... Right. Um, Send me a link and I'll put it in the yeah, blurb anyway. We'll, we'll but, find, uh, we'll find yeah. that. And that and what he did, they took on tour, and we seen, when we were at the exhibition, we seen quite a lot of photographs Yeah. Um, of them on tour. Brilliant. It must have been, to be fair, I say a fantastic time. They didn't look very happy in the photographs, did they? But no. you'd got basically the selector, uh, Madness... Um, specials all going yeah. around the, the country yeah. on tour. And yeah, I, think... I, re- I remember those distinctly because some of them were taken on my birthday um, and I would have been about nine or ten. But I remember because they got the date that they were taken, I remember some fantastic... There, were, there was like the specials and they were on a beach and yes. then they were like it was at, sitting um, on a Hastings, tank or something. I think they yeah. must have been playing Brighton yeah. sitting on the beach at That's Hastings. Right. Yeah, That's and, right, And yeah. you've got Suggs, yeah. uh, Terry Hall, Pauline Black. Nice. Um, I think the love of the music was um, being a teenager at the time uh, yeah. in what was to become Thatcher's Britain. Yes, definitely. Um, I think two-tone for me, above everything else, yeah. s- said it all. You know, and obviously today, Specials Ghost Town. Yeah. 
that amazing and that's what yeah. i thought about stafford yeah you know if i was a teenager yeah. there was there was nothing yeah i got a clip around the ear once for ghost town because i was at school disco and uh, all the lads sang too much farting on the dance floor <laughs> and i thought that was the lyric and then i was at home and i sang along to it on top of the pops and my dad clipped me around the ear and he went don't be so bloody rude there's what? A, there's actually a, you've just reminded me there's a brilliant episode of father ted yeah and what it is it's one the one where they're having a raffle and in each episode of father ted you'd get a different kooky sort of father yeah and this one father this one priest he's, he's a dj as well when he's come to do the uh raffles disco yeah. he's, he's left his record collection at home so the only record he's got is a specials ghost town Oh, so when yes. he starts when he starts the, the disco he says and here's a little one from the specials and then it moves yeah. on an hour later yeah and, he's and, still it, and then at it. the end when they've finished the raffle they said can we all please be standing for the national anthem and it, it comes on Ghost Town, Ghost Town. Yeah. Brilliant. brilliant yeah no we love that I love Father Ted that came up in episode two of this season actually with Dave Patrick because he's a massive uh... am I right in thinking because they um, I was listening to something with Neil Hannon from the Divine Comedy yeah um, they were doing the stage show of Father Ted. Oh, really? But I oh. think it was pre-pandemic, but I'll have to have oh, a look if that's going to... That would be so good if oh, that... yeah, that'd be fantastic. If that came about, if if that that, that could be a thing, that, that would be amazing. So these kind of older lads sort of influenced your music, as as I think happened with, with many of us at school there, and got you into that two-tone stuff, and that was kind of the the first stuff you had. What, what So moving along, what was the last record you bought? Uh, you can't have the one that you've already mentioned from Record Store Day that Jamie got you. Because, I'll, I'll, I'll um, probably be letting you into um, Chris. Chris will know this story. Um, Fish Records obviously has a, a nice range of second-hand records. Mm. And um, what's happened is, is there's an elderly lady that's been going in. Um, <laughs> yes. And basically... Selling her son's record collection. Now, we don't know if she's knocking these <laughs> off, yep. if her son knows she's selling them or what, but... Anyway, so this lovely lady's going in and every week selling him a pile of records. So. And it's, it's, you know, for if you're a fan of sort of alternative indie music yeah. from the sort of noughties where some of that vinyl's quite hard to get hold of, LCD oh, yeah. Sound System, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Modest Mouse, bands like that. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, so I've been going in and obviously I, I have to have a monthly budget, which probably Chris and Jamie were all, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'll let's just talk about budget for a minute. So I took out a quantity of cash. That was my limit to spend. And I have to say, the quantity of cash was because I found those five that I wanted. The quantity of cash was spent, bar I had fifteen pounds change from it. So I was very pleased with myself. And then we went for breakfast. And then we went back to fish again after the queue had gone and then i bought three more from a previous year's record store oh, what did you buy in the, on the second troll on the second troll i bought the soundtrack to get car good soundtrack yeah you're a big man but you're out of shape <laughs> i'll do this for a living don't be a silly boy uh <laughs> soundtrack to get carter i bought a sunny boy williamson yeah uh which i just fell in love with the cover of I often judge a record by its cover. Sonny Boy Williamson and, oh, the soundtrack to The Mission. Uh, Another Mark Knopfler soundtrack. I've got a bit of a thing for Mark Knopfler soundtracks, apparently. But, uh, yeah, so um, I I didn't spend all of my budget, 
um, and I took the cash out on purpose, and then I went back and then had to use my card. So. <laughs> on the subject of that, mm. uh, we've all we've all done it. Yeah, is have you come across any gems where you've bought something through the cover and it's led to you liking the band and totally absolutely yeah um trying to think of some example now um yeah public service broadcasting yep um which which particular it was the <coughs> excuse me <coughs> uh race for space yes good uh, album, good album. and then just bought the entire back catalogue yep. off that um tangerine dream la park or was it La Park or was it uh Force Majeure? I'm not sure, but anyway, Tangerine Dream like that. Yeah, definitely. Um there's been quite a few like that. Um uh Mr. Scruff. Uh yeah. some dance stuff. Um and Nightmares on Wax, I believe that happened with. But yeah, over various different times I have I have yeah, and I still do it now. I bought uh, bought a thing the other day. I can't remember what it what it was, but I just like the cover and like yeah, even if it's rubbish, the cover looks nice, you know. So yeah, I I do do that. I do buy some stuff on spec. I remember when vinyl was really untrendy around two thousand, late nineties, two thousand. It was really unfashionable. There was a record shop in Dublin that was on its last legs and selling stuff for a pound. And so, of course, I came away with about 40 records <laughs> um, and loads of stuff I'd never heard of, Bumblebees and and um, I can't remember. It was a Hives record. And so I, I can't remember half the stuff I got, Lo-Fi. Um, yeah. And I just bought stuff on the spec of the covers, uh, Concords and stuff who I had heard of. And, um, yeah, loved 90% of the stuff that i bought you know and and i would say about 90 percent of it i'd never heard of you know but it was just all in the sale and i'm like yep 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 <laughs> bargain 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 yeah exactly yep. yeah yeah so uh but um no i have done that and found some gems so that was that was the last album you bought do you still buy singles no did you actually say what the album was actually my the um i actually bought david bowie Lad insane. No, I didn't think he had said it. There no, it, it was um it's an album, obviously um listening to Bowie, you know, yeah. I have done. Um and but for some known reason I'd not listened to that album. Yeah. And, and then I, I've just started I like, think I've only heard it once. I know Hunky Dory slightly better than I know Aladdin Insane. So. Yeah, and I just sort of um was playing it a few weeks back and blown yeah. away by it. And it, yeah. it was I think obviously there's there's one or two tracks that you can feel a bit of that seventies glam rock. Yeah. But the rest of the album, if you if it was released tomorrow, yeah, you'd be wowing about it being fresh and current, sure. And, sure. And, which sums the guy up, doesn't it? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolute legend. Yeah. Um, and he'd got a lovely copy in there, which I think is courtesy of we call her the mystery mother. Um, he keeps bringing yeah, the vinyl, yeah, so yeah. he got a beautiful copy. Um, yeah. I say secondhand. Yeah. I don't think it's ever been out of the sleeve. Yeah. So. That was my 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 last purchase, and also uh, LCD sound system. Nice. Um, sounds nice. of silver. Oh, lovely! Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, no, that's interesting. And of course, when we were in there, um, we had the lovely uh, record store day beer. Yes. Did oh. you try the beer? I've I've got it. Um, I've literally um due to doctor's orders had it's, to go. It's a called B side. Beside it. Beside this one's <laughs> called. Yeah. It's by uh, Meantime again, isn't it? Yep, from, from yeah. Greenwich. Yeah. Thirty-three so. forty-five was last year's, which yeah. I thought was, it was all right, but 
but this year's is stunning. Is it nice? Absolutely stunning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I ended up with two cans. We won't talk about how I did that. <laughs> <laughs> but I've I've drunk one and I've got one left because uh, Kelly wants to try it. So uh, I've got my I've got mine to try. So I, I think I should be uh, sampling that. Over. You will not be disappointed, and you'll get a pint out of that can. So uh, do share it. <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, lovely. So uh, that's really nice. I mean, you're a bit of an ale drinker anyway, aren't you? I love my... It was a segue. Uh, segue. Did you spot that? <laughs> well, yes, but one of my other passions is... Um, and my wife, bless her, whenever we go travelling, mm. the first thing I will do is look out for craft beer because nice. it's obviously traditionally growing up, um, I like my real ale. Yeah. And then in recent years, I've got into the craft beer scene what I've found is no matter where you go in mm. the world, yeah. if you look up craft beer, there is usually a oh, really good yeah. really good scene in the area. Yeah. Restaurants, yeah. places well, to see. And... I mean one of the, when Jamie couldn't make it to a gig, I I um we went to see was it Ash we Ash, went to yes, see? Yeah. Um you took us to a place in Hanley uh, yes, for a drink. B- what, b- Bottlecraft, yeah. Bottlecraft. That was that was amazing. <laughs> I, I would say with um craft beer obviously the difference with with real ale um it's you know built up on people centuries of drinking the craft beer scene obviously you know started in um i think it's san diego in america in the 70s oh right okay and what it is now it's it's a different style of drinking so where with a cast beer is probably you know between three and five percent a lot of the craft beers now some of them are you, you know talking seven eight percent but the more like wine so and obviously it's a bit more expensive um but what it has in in bottlecraft in hanley which I'd, if you ever in hanley yeah definitely call in he always has a really good selection and it's becoming quite a sort of sort of scene as well so you'll find you can go into your local supermarket and pick up a craft beer from like cloudwater um nice. Polly's, any of the sort of the top brewers but some of the real top top stuff you've got to go to a, a specialist sort of nice Nice. I.e. I. E. Ten Green Bottles in Stone. He, he, he paints a lot of cloud water from Manchester. Oh right, yeah. And some of the beer is well. It, to, yeah. to me, it's it's a new sort of thing. It's almost like drinking wine now, yeah. rather than like a old school pint. I mean, I discovered ale over oh, probably the past ten, fifteen years. I, I, I guess I wasn't, you know, I was lager boy before that, and then I used to drink things like um, Worthington's, yep. stuff like that. And then Rich Matthews, friend of mine, said, oh, do you like Guinness? And I, I did like Guinness. And he went, oh, you need to try the Titanic Stout. Yeah. So Titanic's a Stoke-on-Trent brewery. And uh, tried that, loved it, and then started exploring their different beers, the steerage, and he did a cappuccino beer and things like that. Um, can't remember what half of them are called. They've got names. They definitely have names. And... Uh, <laughs> And then, so then started appreciating ales. Then we've got, we're very lucky in Stone because oh, yeah. we've got the Titanic pub. We've got Limestone Brewery. Or oh, the borehole. Fantastic yeah. stuff, the borehole. Yeah. And the brewery's at the back of where the pub is. And uh, I started like Einstein and um, they do a honey beer there that I can't remember the name of. And then they. Stone brewed. Mm, and yeah. then they did. Uh, I, I actually Ian asked me for one of the nights they had a tasting night because I I was into baking and stuff. He asked me if I'd make um, some bread using one of the beers, so he gave me a crate of the um, six 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 the Halloween beer. I've forgotten what it's called now. Um, 
can't remember what it was called now, but anyway, so I had, and he used about a bottle and a half to make these loaves, so I ended up with a crate of this stuff. But uh, yeah. we are very, very lucky in in Stone for a small town. So we've got um, probably my favourite, and I think as good a real ale pub as you can find anywhere. Yeah, the, the Swan. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and the Swan's very friendly, uh, very knowledgeable staff. A lovely beer garden in the summer, and yeah. and the beer. And they, yeah. they, they will have um, as much as eight different pulls on at one time, all changeable. That's where I discovered things like uh, Gamma Ray. Yes, by Beaver Town. Oh, yes. Beaver Town, which I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if this is a myth. Is that Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin? It's his son who owns that brewery, oh, I, I believe. I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I hear that Beaver Town is, is Robert Plant's son. So that may be a myth. I don't know. But, um, yeah, that's a main gamma ray, and there's another one that they do that I can't remember the name of. I'm I'm hopeless with beers. But th- those are great, and I love the swan. And then, of course, we've got Jules now because the Crown Wharf has moved into stone, so we've got Jules as well doing all their beers, so Buffalo and Blonde and... And then, obviously, um, as you mentioned... What's the, the green one, the green monkey? Green <laughs> monkey lager, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then, obviously... Um, have 10 green bottles and i'll give a shout out yep. to the the wren so um anybody Ooh, i don't know the wren ah now that the wren is is probably our new um little gem in stone oh okay uh, if anybody knows uh chris he uh took over the bridge about three years ago uh it didn't quite work out for him there but um he bought the wren which is down the side of the uh crown hotel uh, so oh, if, used yeah. to used to be the Mexican. Used to be the Mexican. Oh, so okay. If, if you were coming not been in, 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 into but Stone, and it looks attractive. It's it's fantastic, and and what he does is all the decor, everything in there is reclaimed or secondhand. Brilliant. And Love it, it already. Yeah, and he'll turn it in. <laughs> what he does do as well is he's got he uh, he sells a couple. So he's got at the moment. Um, he always sells a limestone beer, and we've also got uh, one of the newest breweries in Stone. Yeah, uh, Isaac Walton. Right. So he was out where, if you go towards Norton Bridge, yes. If you're going out to Stone yep. towards Eckershall, yeah. Um, he used to brew on the left-hand side there by the golf. Oh, okay. Well, he's now bought the railway pub, which again, if you go to Norton Bridge, the yep. railway pub, yeah. He's now bought the pub and also brews out of there. I hear that's quite good for open mic nights and things. Yeah, it's pub. It's is. I'd always check the opening hours because they're quite sure bizarre. But yep. um, again, what a fantastic pub. Um, oh. and, and his beer and ironically he's got a following in America because all, <laughs> all his beer is named after fish right so and he does warn I think it's called a red red sea bass or something or red oh, okay. bass yeah. um, and he I don't know where he had the idea from but from nowhere yeah this fish is in a, only in a certain lake in America wow and from nowhere they started following him and now we, I think he believe he sells he exports some of his beer Fantastic. out to the states. Come but, and um, try our stout trout. Stout trout. <laughs> trout stout. I messed that up. We'll try that again. Trout stout. Come and try, come and try our trout stout. Oh. So um, yeah, so the the wren, what he does is he, 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 he at the moment he he'll, he'll have a limestone beer, um, beer from Isaac Walton. Um, he's starting to get quite a bit of live music on a nice, Friday and a Sunday, nice. um, and I believe he's starting uh, vinyl night on a Wednesday. Lovely. And Chris himself, accomplished a nice, nice guy, really warm, welcome, and very kooky. Yeah. You yeah, know, and it nice. just, if, if you're part of a night out in stone, yeah. definitely recommend it. Lovely, lovely. Yeah, there's we're, we're very lucky here with a selection of, of, of beers and things we can do. Yeah, very, very nice. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Climb to fame, climb to fame. It's your chance to drop a name Trying to outdo each other's kind of lame One-upmanship is the only aim Claim to fame, claim to fame Claim to fame, claim to fame Yes, Dave, that was me to answer your question. What were what were you wanting to say there? I was just gonna say uh, obviously my wife won't thank me for it for, for a black country accent, so uh well uh, I'm from Warsaw originally, you yes. say. So. Well, obviously you're the same place as uh, my wife, both both from yes, Warsaw. We yes, we are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um the I'll just explain that. There's um you know, you must be familiar with John Shuttleworth. Yes, oh yes, yes. yes. Well he doesn't um Graham Fellows does another character called uh, what's his name brian appleton history of rock and roll and he's uh, a media studies lecturer in the newcastle under live area <laughs> and he, he basically he should have been famous but he's helped loads of other people it's all fictitious but it's really funny and that sort of in, sort of inspired that so that's sort of what <laughs> sort of where that comes from but um yeah so you you mentioned a claim to fame earlier and um wrestling people but uh, i don't know where that was going so uh look yeah Ellison, we, what is your what is your claim to fame dave i have, I have a couple of claim to fame so anybody who knows me is i am i am very frank spencer-ish so apologies i'm showing me age there but frank spencer but um <laughs> very I, uh, <laughs> I used to be able to do it as a kid just get on a webcam no can't, don't even try that now so uh the the, the first time um obviously i'm a um, big Manchester, well, I say big, I used to be Manchester United fan. And uh, my friends were fortunate enough. They were, they were. Can went I just out. say, I'll just stop you there. Have you always been a fan or are you a glory fan? No, no, always. You've always uh, been a fan. Yeah, my, my, my dad was uh, a United fanatic. Fantastic. So I had no choice in the matter. The proper fans. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but basically, um, I went to my first game in 1978. Wow. Um, I used to go everywhere. Ironically, I've lost a lot of interest because the Premier League and the, the money side of it. Yeah. I have lost, you know, they're still my club always will be, but yeah. obviously I'm not keen on um, certainly the current squad, their attitude mm. and yeah. everything that goes with it. Most of me, I know nothing about football other than the fact that it is very money-driven now. And yes. I think it's a bit of a bit of a shame, really. Yeah, it's not lost about its, the sport um, so much. It's lost its heart. I, I've been, in recent years, I've, uh, I've got a friend who follows Rochdale. Right. So I've been on a few away trips with him just for... Yeah. Basically, I like some of the smaller clubs actually. Yeah, yeah. and we went to watch um, York City um, yeah. a few years back. Um, I had my stag do in York, and on the daytime we thought to break up the, you know, twenty-four hour drinking. Yeah, 
went to watch York City play. So at the time, nice. they, they were in the division below the conference. But I think they had 2,500 fans there. And I thought, what a speaking no mean some achievement. of the guys. No yeah, mean achievement. And, yeah. and it's the most I've enjoyed a game of football in years. Yeah. Because the football... Genuine. Yeah, genuine. And I think that's what's I've lost yeah. with, with United now. It doesn't feel, yeah. you know, everybody there now. Yeah. They're, they're there because of the pound signs, not because they want to be there. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, my, my story was my, my friends have gone to uh, Turin to watch United play Juventus uh, Champions League uh, semi-final 1999. Wow. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't go, but I've agreed to pick them up from the airport. <laughs> so I've arrived at the airport to pick them up. Yeah. Only to find out that, and on the back of this, United now have come um, from 2-0 down to beat Juventus 3-2. Oh. They're now in the final. Yeah. You know, this is, for me... This is like, it don't get any better. Yeah. You know, and we actually went on to win the treble. So we've, we've won the league. Um, so we, we went on to win the league in the FA Cup. So we're now in the Champions League final. So when I get there, I find out my friend's plane has been delayed because the team are flying back in. So I'm thinking, wow. <laughs> so I've got myself in the airport yeah. as the players are coming off. Yeah. So obviously Alex Ferguson's come off. So all I can think of doing is... I just if have you seen the scene in Love Actually at the end yes when um, Hugh Grant's coming out yeah and she, she, what, what's the actress's name he's been EastEnders um, that is uh, oh. uh, Ma, Ma yeah Martine uh, Martine McClutchen Martine McClutchen when she jumps on him yeah I've replicated this on Alex Ferguson it's just <laughs> literally this guy's just done it all for me and we laughed in the cells yeah. well obviously <laughs> I've then gone to release him yeah. And because the, the press are just dying to get all over it, what's yeah. happened then is the microphone uh, boom yeah. of one of the broadcasters, yeah. the lead has got caught around my neck. <laughs> so as Fergie's wandering off, you know, carrying on down the airport, and Brilliant. the press are trying to get pictures, you can probably Brilliant. see myself caught in the wire. Uh, my, my, my other quick claim to fame was I went to watch the Happy Mondays in Rock City in Nottingham. So mad for it. Mad Great. for it. Mad for it. Um, and it, and he's, <laughs> he's proper as well. I have yeah. to say as well, I was quite surprised. Yeah. That they were very good. I don't know what I was expecting. But... I went to see Happy Mondays with Jamie for his 40th birthday in Birmingham and they were amazing. They were amazing, yeah. Yeah. And uh, obviously afterwards, they advertise in Rock City, uh, which is a fantastic venue, by the way, if you ever get a chance to Nottingham. go there. Nottingham, yeah. Yeah. Next door, they have like an after-show party. Right. But it's not the band. It's just literally yeah. that they want you to go next door and spend more money. Of course. So they had like an indie disco. So we've gone in there, and as we're coming out... At the indie disco. Unfortunately, as well, I can't remember this, which makes it worse. Oh. So I, I have my friends... If you can remember it, you weren't there. Recognition. Yeah. So as we've come out, the exact same point, Bez, not Sean Ryder, Bez and the Happy Mondays have come out. Yeah. Apparently, I've proceeded then to get Bez in a friendly, not nasty, a friendly headlock. Yeah. Because I'm so overwhelmed to see him. <laughs> and anyway, my friends just thought, what's he doing? Well, I'll, yeah. I'll go with the flow. Um, next thing you know, we've got through security to their after-show party, the real after-show party of the Happy nice, Mondays. Nice, So my friend's thinking, bloody hell, Dave's going to get us in. Yeah. We're going to be in drinking. Yeah. Fortunately, just at the 11th hour, just before we went to sit down, they realised that we were nothing to do with them. Uh, got chucked out. 
What a shame. So there's my, my my two claim to fame. I have to say Bez drinks in Granville's sometimes. Does so he? Yeah, you have to. Yeah, on some, some Saturday nights you find Bez in Granville's. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's all happening in Stone Man. It's all happening. <laughs> Didn't in Stone. Uh, China Crisis used to play at Granville's every Christmas as well? Or <laughs> apparently, know. apparently so. Apparently, the previous owners used to know the band. So, uh, wow. ironically, China Crisis. I went to uh, with friends to Dublin um, to watch a band, and literally just as the pandemic hit, yeah. and then we were going to see China Crisis, just as the COVID outbreak <sighs> hit in Dublin. Yeah. So quite apt, wasn't it, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi there, and thanks for listening to A Couple of Drips. If you like what we do and would like to help support future episodes, then you can do so by buying us a coffee. One-off donations or memberships are available. Just go to coffee.com, that's ko-fi.com, forward slash couple of drips. Thanks for your support. So talking of talking of fame and music and stuff, we mentioned Scott Walker earlier, and uh, you said you're a, a, a little bit of a little bit of a Scott Walker fan. Yeah, there's um, a, a great show again on um, Six Music on a on a Sunday evening. Tom Robinson, right? Um, and each week he he has a theme, and and I have to say, me and Chris were speaking about this earlier. Obviously, growing up, um, my mum was always had music on in the kitchen. Yeah, and again, the Walker Brothers. I come across so I always quite yeah. liked you know yeah. quite catchy you know yeah uh, but I'd never really listened to much Scott Walker mm. sadly um the weekend after he passed away uh Tom Robinson done a, a tribute show to him yeah and I listened to it and that's when it sort of sunk well wow yeah yeah uh, and from then on you know I think the guy's an absolute sort of genius as in that sort of yeah if anybody's never well, listened one, to him one of the records I got from record store day and and I Previously, I hadn't heard of him very much, and then kind of heard mention of the Walker Brothers, and I, oh yeah, okay, I know them. But uh, yeah, it was um, it was a documentary on BBC Four with Neil Hannon talking about his influences that that I first heard of him, kind of thing. But massively influenced by everyone. I was looking at this this vinyl, and it's got um, it's got sleeve notes by um, Neil Hannon, um, Jarvis Cocker. And Mark Ullman from Soft Cell. Uh, ironically, so I don't three know if you've, people uh, who've really been influenced. If you've seen it, um, the BBC Proms series. If right. you look on the iPlayer, yeah, um, it randomly comes on and off. What they did, they did um, on the Proms. Mm. They did a Scott evening with Scott Walker. Oh right, okay. But you had uh, John Grant, oh, uh, Jarvis John Cocker. Grant. Go and see John later in the year. Um, who else was singing? Um, Scandinavian singer I'm trying to think of a name now but they had four artists right basically come on with the with the orchestra brilliant just playing an evening of Scott Walker lovely oh, absolutely oh I'll have to find that out that sounds yeah. that sounds amazing if you imagine John Grant as well to me out of all yeah. them artists he yeah. really yeah we've got yeah. we've got tickets to see John Grant it's been put back once but uh, can't wait for that I think my girlfriend's very excited oh. did you ever hear the John Grant um, concert he did with the BBC Orchestra in Manchester. No. Oh, I'll I'll have to uh, uh, put you onto that. That is an amazing record. Um, it's all, all all his songs just arranged. Oh, can you remember? Because obviously, first time I come across him was mm. the amazing albums. It Queen of Denmark. Yeah, 
which is fantastic. But yeah. um, I then read into them a little bit, and I probably pronounce it. They call the the Cesars. Is the Zars, yeah. The Zars, mm-hmm. yeah. They won't pronounce it. Yeah, I've got the best of the Zars. Yeah. I haven't got any of their individual albums, but I've got best of, which is a double album. There's some covers on there as well. There's like an ABBA cover and stuff on there. That's the one really I've good. got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's the whole album of covers, isn't it? It's fantastic. Uh, think, no, it, not or? this one. No, this is just the best of them. Ah. There's one cover on there, but um, yeah, they're, they're amazing. Obviously, I discovered John Grant through a BBC Red Button thing yeah. where his his concert was on the uh, a performance he did was on the Red Button, and uh, I was like, "Oh, this guy's interesting. Like, who who who's this guy using like a." innovation launch pad to fire samples and and he got this amazing kind of blue eyeshadow on and stuff and just looked amazing and i was like who's this guy and then i discovered his orchestral album and it absolutely blew me away i'll, I'll have to play you something off it there's but, a, a so. brilliant performance from doing uh pale green ghosts on charles oh, holland brilliant. Brilliant. Which is, oh, again yeah fantastic yeah. There's also an, another good one on YouTube. I'll put links to all of these. There's, there's one on YouTube where he um, does... It's called the Songwriters Collective or something, yeah. and there's him and two other songwriters. And the one guy, he's playing, he's playing uh, one of his tracks on piano, and this other guy's looking like, oh. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> this this guy's another level sort of thing, you know. It's him. I can't remember who the other the other guy is. And then uh, it's um, James Dean Bradfield from yes. Manic Street yeah. Creatures. Um, songwriters collective thing and they all take it in turns to play songs but I'll try and find the link and put it up on YouTube as well but uh, that's brilliant and the other thing I've got written on my list because we're quite random here is Pac-Man because <laughs> and I'm, I should explain this when we uh, when we came into the studio um, I have a stream deck which um, although I don't stream and I don't use it for although I could use it for firing sounds for the show actually um but um i don't tend to use it for that i tend to use it in the editing process but i noticed um dave noticed i'd got a pac-man screensaver on it uh and space invaders and stuff and so you mentioned pac-man and donkey kong so i'm just gonna say pac-man and donkey kong to you all i can say is i can remember uh when i was younger i think we used to go away probably every two years right um and i would have been i think about 10 and we'd gone on a family holiday to uh, Devon, right, and I discovered Space Invaders. Oh, fantastic! And I think, um, how old would you have been, Dave? I think I, I thought I was about nine or ten. Mm. Um, and I can remember on a Saturday night, my family would go to the Doxy Institute, yeah. So, obviously, Doxy, uh, an area of Stafford, unfortunately, yeah. is no longer there now. But, yeah, Saturday night, you'd have my granddad, probably his three brothers, his seven sisters, my aunt and <laughs> uncle. Probably half the people in there were related. What my dad could do is my dad could sit there and I'd sink a few pints. My mum could have a few martinis. And he'd plonk me and my brother with a few bags of crisps, you know, a litre of dandelion and burdock and space invaders. Or they had these, these do you remember the table games like Pac-Man? We had remember, one at yeah? youth club. We had a space yeah. invaders one. And I think it had can holder and an ashtray built into it from yeah. what I remember. Yeah. If, yeah, just everything you want as a as a as a ten year old is, yeah. is a can holder and ashtray in it. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, you know, just just to get you <laughs> in the perfect. mood. Yeah, working man club in it, sort of. And I, I think the Doxy Institute was like this legendary place. You know, the, the the discos, the new romantic disco at the Doxy Institute, and the Space Invaders game, legendary. Yeah, definitely, legendary. definitely. Yeah, and I, I think long before anything come out 
obviously the, the games are out there now are yeah, yeah. frightening, but yeah. I can remember having the handheld Pac-Man game. Uh, yeah, the, the the one that was in the shape of a That's Pac-Man. It, yes. Yeah. yes. I didn't have that one, but my sister had like a, a tabletop one. Um, it was very similar. It was like a blue and black thing with, and you could play one or two player. It had two two lots of joysticks either either side kind of thing. Because what, what would you say for Christmas? What would you say your best as a grown up is your best ever Christmas present? Ooh, oh, that's tough question. That's what? very difficult. Um, I mean, I'd like to say uh, around nineteen eighty eighty one. Probably my first ever home computer. That was pretty awesome at the time. It was a Texas Instruments TI-994A for the geeks listening. <laughs> um, and that it was kind of a hybrid machine because uh, it had a keyboard and was a standard machine, but it also had a, a cartridge slot as well. So like the Atari at the time or whatever, you could buy games on a cartridge. So you could do basic programming, but then it would also work as a console as well. So that was great because it was like having a computer and a console all in one. Was that my greatest ever Christmas present? I don't know. Bass guitar, that was pretty good. Video recorder, that was pretty good. Um, the wonderful thing about my dad is that he's a very, very skilled designer and builder. He's built um, models for wind tunnel tests for television programs oh, wow. and stuff like that. So he's very, very skilled. And when I was a kid, he built me um, a, a, a garage, uh, like a petrol station, but he had it had he copied the roof was like the Fiat garage in in um, <laughs> the Italian job yeah and he had a car lift in it and wow. all sorts of, yeah so um he would build these amazing wooden constructions beautifully painted and then fitted out with all the stuff so growing up kind of every Saturday going to he had a business in Warsaw and it was a model shop at the the top of Karma Road. And so going there every Saturday and playing with the trains in the window and playing with the Scalextric and stuff. So that was that was quite good. But um, yeah, I had some amazing Christmas presents, cameras. Uh, but the, the the things that my dad built, I think, were the best. He built me a big uh, water tank when I was into photography. He built me a big water tank for doing color processing and stuff out wow. of fiberglass and that. Because he was one of the first guys in the country who could fiberglass. He was taught by the guy who invented it, the American who invented it. But um, yeah, so um, lots of lots of bits of stuff like that i have to say i have none of those skills i <laughs> cannot do woodwork i'm absolutely hopeless at that he's also good at electronics he could re- he used to repair cb radios and i'm terrible at all of that i can't solder to save my life but um yeah so i picked up none of those skills but uh he's very handy to have around <laughs> he's very, very handy yes yeah but um what was your favorite christmas present um i, I mean think- we should I might cut this out and just put it in the Christmas episode. Yeah, just probably probably not Christmas special. Christmas special, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's just what we want, don't we? You know, we're, we're coming into May bank holiday. Yeah, Sun absolutely. Is it's the time talk to talk about, about it. Yeah, yes. mind you, by the time this one's actually put out, it, it might be Christmas. <laughs> so uh, let's just go with it. If it is, Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, you know Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> glad sidings and all the rest. You'll all be very happy, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> carry on. Sorry, Dave. Um, what was your What was your best Christmas poss- present? Possibly two. Uh, one hmm. fortunately only lasted till Boxing Day. Oh. It was at Evil Knievel. The the, the yeah. wind up with the red so wind up b- b- thing. Basically, and, if you can yeah. imagine, it was um, a plastic ramp with Evil Knievel on this bike, and you yeah. ramped it up. Unfortunately, and it had this white windy handle. That's it. And, you'd, you'd, and and it had 
it geared thing on the back of the bike. So yep, you'd wind this it. handle and it had a large ratio and it would wind up this thing. Oh, and then unfortunately, it, just, um, it we, sparks flew out of it as well when well, it went, didn't it? Mine didn't last very long. I, I mm. would, um, used to visit my gran on right. Boxing Day, like tradition. Yeah. And it ended up on its second use. Um, Evil Knievel actually went, like, unfortunately, into my gran's kitchen door. Oh. And that was the, the end of the Evil Knievel. Oh, what a shame. Fortunately. What a shame. But after that, I'd probably say Stretch Armstrong. Mm. Classy sort of gift. Yeah, um, yeah, nice. Fantastic back in the day how you can get something. I feel quite bad all the wonderful stuff you're talking about your dad made. Yeah. And then mine's like a, a you know, a piece of rubber that... Yeah, you know, but you, you I mean, how many it, hours did I get... down the garden, you know. But conversely, how many hours did I get out of my Etch-A-Sketch and my Skadoodle <laughs> and things like that? You remember Skadoodle? You, yes. you remember Etch-A-Sketch? Yes. Skadoodle was like a circular one where you had templates and you could draw patterns and stuff. We had yeah, some, obviously, kind of some some fantastic, you know, around the time and everything. Obviously, aside from getting records, yeah. which is always be... Yeah. Come up. Come we up talked trumps. about Christmas presents. My first ever record player was a Christmas present oh, of wow. my Auntie Jen, and it was called a Frisco Disco. Frisco. <laughs> it was a Frisco Disco, and it would have been about seven or eight at the time. And it was a little portable plastic record player because I always said I wanted to be a DJ when I was older. Is probably why I got into doing podcasts. And it was like a little tiny little thing, and the record hung off the edge of it. The records were a lot bigger than this thing, but it had a microphone with it and speakers, but headphones as well, so you could do the proper DJ thing kind of thing. And it, it was, <laughs> but that was my first ever record player before I got a proper record player. So, uh, yeah, fun memories of memories of that it was probably about the same specs as a Crosley kind of thing you know but uh, <laughs> had the speaker built into it you know which is a really bad idea because it vibrates the record yes. and causes yeah but anyway so much better on headphones I think I think music for, for in general the listening demographic was completely different than what you think yeah, we, think we, so. we never had um, the choice we've got now have we no. you know you think we're streaming now yeah. then yeah. and I think possibly as well um, you'd listen to music a lot more. So I, I know growing up in the 80s, yeah, yeah. a lot of the stuff I, you know, you'd play again, where I think there's so much choice now. Yeah. Probably if you get, I don't know if you're the same, Chris, if you get a new mm. album, mm. we'll tend to bang it on, give it a couple of listens, and then it just goes into the collection uh, sometimes. Definitely guilty of that, especially with yeah. vinyl, you know, because I'm always buying new stuff and there's always new stuff. to. Yeah. And recently I bought a load of CD box sets as well, because CDs are really cheap at the moment. Yeah. So I bought loads of box sets and it's like, you'll go through the whole box set once and then it go on the shelf and yeah it's quite bad like that but the, then there is stuff that you listen to again and again but you're never going to listen to it as much when you're older as a teenager because a teenager it's on all the time kind of thing you know but what was what was your sort of uh, i use the word favorite it's very very yeah, hard and it's quite perceptive yeah. but what would you put your sort of one of your some of your favorite stuff of the 80s and maybe some of your favorite stuff now yeah i, I was always weird because i always discovered um, music about 10 years after it was popular with everyone else <laughs> so during the 80s um, I was listening to the stuff that I'd nicked off my dad in the 70s so uh, Jeff Wayne's World Worlds yeah. um, ELO um, that, that kind of stuff um, and then later on I got into through friends at school I got into things like Jean-Michel Jarre uh, a lot of electronic stuff like that. Um, Oxygen, great album. Fantastic. Oxygen, Equinox, um, Zuluk, 
I was quite into because it was just weird. Well, I like Zoolog because it used sampling and I was quite into the idea of sampling. So it samples that Ronald Reagan uh, <laughs> going to, 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 to. And I remember my uncle going, sounds like he's saying tit. Yeah. I've just got, so just on a flash there <laughs> of the spitting image sketch with Ronald Reagan's head being a drinks cabinet. Can yes, you remember that, can fantastic. You? The president's brain <laughs> <Yeah>. is missing. <laughs> Sorry, we digress slightly. Did Sorry. the... Uh, did the earth move for you, Nancy? <laughs> Ow, Abby. Ow. <laughs> oh, I guess I'm going to have to press the button again. And he's got the two buttons by the bed, nuke and nurse, and he hits the wrong one. <laughs> is it? Am I right thinking now? Is, is Spitting Image back again? It is. It's it? on Britbox, yeah. My, my fondest member was um, several Christmases ago. I yeah. think it was the very first Christmas I was. We're on Christmas again, yeah. but never mind. Um, I was on my own, and I'd been out with friends very kindly to Canuck for, for yeah. a, a curry Christmas day. Just do something, something different. Yeah, it was lovely. Lovely. And I'd got back home. Turkey curry? Just got to ask. No, no, just a full bowl. Okay, just a bore. regular curry. Regular okay, curry. Okay, okay. Um, got back home. Um, I've had a few to drink by now. Uh, it's not like you, Dave. Just on the odd occasion. Never never and... seen you have a drink in your life. <laughs> just sort of channel flicking. Yeah. And uh, what do I come across first of all was Chaz and Dave's Christmas special. Lovely. The pub. Lovely. It was then followed by the... Worst Christmas records Actually, ever. that Christmas special is amazing. I saw oh. that recently. It was on again last yeah. this is Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can remember the spitting image, and uh, it took me back to the... I was trying to explain to somebody the other day about the Thatcher years. How you had to be high. there. You had to you be can't, there. You yeah. can't tell anyone about them. If you weren't there, you don't get it. Yeah, you don't get it. You don't um, get Thatcher's it. Thatcher's Britain. Yeah. But I always remember it tickled me because the song was Santa Claus is on the Dole, which Brilliant. kind of summed yeah. up the yeah. Thatcher era that even Santa totally. Claus was out of work. So, one last thing I wanted to talk to you about was um, you you started telling me the uh, you started telling me the story earlier, but then I stopped you and said save it for on air. The film Local Hero. Um, you you said you got a story about this. Yeah, it's it's quite scary. Obviously, um, recently we were travelling. Um, we travelled to Scotland before. Yeah. Um, we spent two weeks um in the, on the Isle of Skye. Yeah. And while we were up there, we thought. Let's of an evening we were self catering. Yeah. So of an evening, let's find some Scottish films to watch. Yeah. And believe it or not, I don't think I've ever seen it. I can't remember. I've possibly seen it as Yeah, because I mentioned it to you because I've just picked it up on Blu ray and also the reason I was reminded of it, I remember seeing it years ago and loving it, and the reason I was reminded of it is I love the location, but I love the small kind of town feel of it. Um but the reason I was reminded of it is it came up as an answer on Pointless <laughs> the other day. It was films films made in Caledonia. So, um, but yeah. So, so wh- where was it you were watching it? No, we, we were actually speaking last night, saying because yeah. um, we're going to have to. Uh, we have a movie night once a week. Brilliant. We said we need to watch this film. Yeah. I don't think my wife's ever seen it either. Right. And then I come round today, and you yeah. just got it on. And I mentioned I've just got it and mentioned Blue it. Ray, yeah. yeah, it's it, it, it's weird that, but it is a great film. Whereabouts it, is it set in Scotland? In I'm not sure. I can't remember the exact name of where it's set, but it's got a fantastic cast. Uh, Fulton Mackay plays an old man who lives on the beach. You've got Bert Lancaster. Um, you've got. Gordon can never remember his name, but he's one of the pilots in the TIE Fighters in Star Wars, and he also <laughs> used to have a show called Kit Curran's Radio Show, um, which was a TV show, um, but it was about a DJ. Um, and, um, uh, and of course, uh, the great uh, Peter Capaldi is in it, Doctor Who himself. Oh, brilliant. 
he's in it so uh, yeah it's a great film but i'd forgotten about it for many years dave it's been an absolute pleasure having you here and i hope you'll come on another one again in the future i'm sure we can find plenty more to talk about and we should definitely get you on with we'll do another group one as well where we get loads of people on talking about topics but uh, i think we've got an awful lot of material there <laughs> chris I'd like to thank you just for having me on. It's been fantastic. Oh, you're, you're welcome. Brilliant. It's been yeah. an absolute pleasure. I've I've really enjoyed it, and I uh, I hope you'll come on again in the future. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, if you are listening, and if you're not listening, then who am I talking to? <laughs> um, but, um, don't forget uh, you can follow us on uh, Twitter at Couple of Drips. I nearly forgot the Twitter address then. And, um, of course, there'll be a message played after the episode. Don't forget, of course, you can, uh, if you want to support us, you can support us on coffee.com, ko-fi.com. Um, or you can uh, also just hit the support button in whatever you play the episode in. But if you if you can't afford to or you don't want to, that's absolutely fine. We just appreciate you listening. So uh, thank you, Dave. It's good night from him. And it's good night from me. And uh, thanks for listening, guys, and hope you'll tune in to the next one. Cheers. You've been listening to A Couple of Drips. The show was conceived and presented by Chris Granger and is a Cup the Mic production. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, Chris here. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the production of future episodes, then subscriptions are available. Simply click on the support button in the episode description. See you next time.